Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? It's your high boy, High Five Tom, and well, this week... Going solo, my friends, uh, high fivers. So unfortunately, Will, um, life got in the way. Uh, but Will, you know, in the off chance you do listen to this, I do want you to know, um, you will be missed. Um, with Will is a great co-host and definitely a solid part or amazing part of this podcast. So uh, I'm gonna go with solo. So this might not be uh, the spectacular podcast that you are used to. Uh, but I still want to keep everyone, you know, kind of keep the ball rolling. Uh, with everything that's going on with Ring of Honor, well, that was going back in the Ring of Honor, uh, 2012. Uh, so this week, you know, like the normal, I will be going over the 35th episode of Ring of Honor Television, uh, which was the original air date of May 19th of 2012. And also, um, in addition to that, I know we should have done it last week, but like we talked about the whole fucking Honor Club fucking yes and yes. Um, Honor Club wasn't up, so I will be reviewing Border War. And um, so I'm going to do a brief review, and then I'm sure Will and I will touch on it next week. Uh, the simple fact was it was a pretty, uh, a pretty important, you know, a pretty important pay-per-view. Um, I'm not going to get too much into spoiling or anything. So I'm just going to dive right in here, High Fiver, so bear with me um, as I go solo. Um, but the start of TV, uh, we got a quick, limit, uh, quick clip of the Michael Bennett uh, Eddie Edwards rivalry where, uh, you know, um, we're in their, their previous matchup. Uh, Maria was doing her acting job when she got hit. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny. I forgot. Actually, I was going to, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, but she fell on her butt. You know, she fell on her back, and she's kicking her legs in the air. Um, and they actually blurred out, you know, like her private parts. And I don't think anything showed on TV or anything. But honestly, um Personally, you know, with, with a lot of time with with, uh, with ladies in wrestling, some of the cuts are a little uh, a little too. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like the old man screaming clouds here, but you know, a lot of times I just feel it's disrespectful. Um, there are shots that do seem to you know linger a little bit longer than others, and I thought it was pretty cool here that they at least blurted that out. You know, I don't think anything unseemly. Um, you know, had showed up, but I don't know. I won't, I won't go off on that too much, but, and then, uh, we just start off with our good friends, uh, Kevin Kelly and, uh, Nigel McGinnis, um, you know, making some comments, you know, just about, about the feud and everything that's going on with TV today. And they're still in Baltimore. Um, listen, I do want to shout, shout out my, uh, my good friend, Kyle K. Sparks. Uh, they do the Code of Honor podcast with his friend Kylie, which I everyone highly recommended. Uh, they did have Carrie Silken on this week. I have yet to listen, but um, Carrie and Kylie do a or excuse me, Kyle and Kylie do a great job. And Kyle's been a very very awesome resource for me. Um, he's pretty much a uh, Ring of Honor savant, and uh, hopefully uh, Kyle and I will be doing a showcase here in the new future with some other friends. So just a, a quick drop here, uh, but yeah, still in Baltimore. So back in 2012, um, you know they were doing almost all of their uh, their tapings there at the Burns Arena in uh, in Baltimore, and this this t- or this tape was not. Um, or this episode is not any different, you know, unless I, I, I've talked about before, like we thought how long, um, 
you know what this taping was and how you know how, how long these guys have gone and and the crowd uh but no yeah i guess they i mean similar to what impact does now they probably take three four episodes at a crack um you know at, at the burns arena here but uh kudos to baltimore listen i had a, a great time both time out the umbc arena for referring of honor so um i could definitely see why um you know but it's a. Uh, uh, see why they, they tape in uh, Baltimore, but then uh, we cut to a uh, um, yeah, just a real quick. You know, Bennett cuts a quick promo. Um, once again, being being a tag creepy here with 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 Maria. Um, he says no one's touching his girlfriend. La da da da, and the camera pans up and down. Let's say this is the exact opposite of what I was talking about before. You know, I I don't like stuff like it. Just. I don't know. It's juvenile, and I have a feeling I know the influence of this, but um, that's here nor there. I was not there. Um, but, you know, Bill and I have talked about that before. Uh, but then uh, Eddie gets on and uh, cuts Eddie promo. I mean, I love Eddie Edwards in the ring. His promos are something to be devoured, but it is what it is. Um, but he doesn't care about it. You know, he doesn't care about his girlfriend. He doesn't care about Brutal Bob. The simple fact is he's going to get uh, He's going to get even. Um so, then next uh, we start with, uh, and this is actually the first match of the night. Uh, we start off with Eddie Edwards versus Michael Bennett. Um, and so we talk about how Kevin Kelly is talking about how, um, you know, this is actually kind of cool. It's Kevin Kelly talked about how Bennett and Edwards had a history outside of Ring of Honor, which, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, they're both New England slash Boston guys. Uh, so, and they, they didn't really kind of dig into that and i thought that was kind of cool so, so hopefully they're going to find out some more sorry i'll put my phone on sound here that's a very professional podcasting um tom if you're going to turn off the sound um i just turned off the bluetooth that's not going to do anything so sorry about that high fivers um so yeah hopefully they get into that some more um uh, be fun to see you know what they had done before and um and it looks like brutal i mean and he's got hit uh, eddie edwards has got history with brutal bob you know, um, Bob, Brutal Bob Evans, and I'm pretty sure Brutal Bob was, you know, I probably should dig in some, uh, into this some more. Uh, once again, I'll probably reach out to Kyle, but I know Bob, Brutal Bob had done a bunch of work and everything, so, and he's probably a trainer. He looks like the trainer type, um, and I mean that as a compliment, by the way. So, I am a big fan of stuff like that, so. Um, and once again, Mike and Maria, they come out in matching colors, um, and their accessory game <laughs> was pretty awesome. Um, and it's, you know, and it's pretty, and it's, their accessory, accessory is pretty on point, and I do love this attention to detail. Uh, in between, you know, they did uh, do a quick commercial break, and I usually, normally I say, oh, it's a commercial break. Why, time why are you talking about, um, a commercial break? But they are advertising for Best in the World, um, in New York City on June 24th, 2012. Shout out to Brendan. I have to find out, um, hope Brendan will also be on. See if he's at that show, my buddy Brendan. Uh, was on is on um went to a lot of these shows so. Uh, the match is solid. I mean, at the end of the day, you know these guys can both work, and um. But uh, you know during during the match, most most of the talk was about Brutal Bob and Maria, and you know, once making all the the Beauty and the Beast comparisons and um, you know, and they did talk about the contrast between the two and um. You know, and how their in, in, their interference in, in the match tells tells you know the larger storyline. 
Uh, so they did, they did a good job of kind of furthering the story uh, with the interference. But uh, at the end of the match, uh, Edwards gets on the top rope. Bob, Brutal Bob comes through the rope. Ed, <laughs> Edwards, I don't know what Brutal Bob is doing, why his back was exposed. But uh, Eddie Edwards goes <laughs> for the double stop. Uh, Bennett goes for the roll-up on Edwards, thinking he's got the distraction. But then Edwards, being the wily veteran he is, uh, gets the reversal and uh, another roll-up. Um, and then, of course, you know, after that, there's a beatdown, blah, blah. So, um, decent match. Um, I mean, obviously, these two do have really good chemistry, and it looks like they've got decent history uh, between, you know, in the past. So it'll be kind of fun to see what, what happens there going forward. And um, we're... Uh, Oh, yeah, and next, just a real, a real quick ad, and they're just out showing out um, the Battle in Carolina DVD. Normally here I would have Will uh, tell us where we can buy said DVD, uh, but that is on the ringofhonorwrestling.com website. Um, I am trying, I do, I have found a couple spots on the eBay, by the way. So high fivers, if anyone file, fi- finds the Battle in Carolina DVD, and they want to sell it to their high, uh, their boy High Five Tom. I'd be more than happy to. Or hey, hell, if someone wants to come on, um, you know, I have plans to do some other outside of the Ring of Honor TV reviews of people. Um, so if anyone wants to come in and, and review the Battle in Carolina with Will and I, um, that'd be a lot of fun. I am very intrigued by this whole DVD, but uh, it's you know here nor there. I almost said it's a story for another time, but after this best mother of my podcast. I say it a lot, so I'm gonna try and stop saying that's a story for another time. So high fivers call me out on it. So um, I wouldn't recommend doing a drinking game on it because you probably won't get a little bit of a buzz. But uh, let me know. But next uh, next match we've got is uh, Grizzly Redwood, who we've not seen in a while, and uh, someone who really kind of got on my nerves at the beginning. Uh, because I'm being very judgmental because it's face the facts. Grizzly Redwood is not exactly what you call um, tall. He's not vertically enhanced. Uh, but dude's got heart, and he's got a great story. So Grizzly Redwood, I do apologize. You know, that was that was very short-sighted of me. But And he's going to wrestle um, Camille Dickinson. I have not heard much of Camille Dickinson. Well, I actually never heard of Camille Dickinson at all before this. Uh, so I did a little bit of quick research. And it turns out Camille Dickinson was actually in NXT shortly thereafter this, probably around 2013 through 15. I uh, had a solid run, didn't really get uh, too far, but unfortunately um, a lot of concussions, you know, kind of slowed and they ended up cutting him. Uh, you know, this before Daniel Bryan was making his comeback with the concussions and everything. And uh, sounds like he had a tough time after that. I mean, obviously you're chasing and chasing and chasing your dream. And it just gets ripped away from me. And this is 2014, 15. Um, obviously, you've got Ring of Honor uh, and Impact, but your but your options are pretty limited, you know. And sometimes when you've been in that WWE system, I'd imagine it's tough. You know, you th- you think it's over, um, unless and the concussion thing. You know, if WWE is cutting you off for concussions, you know, I'm sure probably no one else is going to sign you. So um, it sounds like he drifted for a long time. But it sounds like he, he now he's making a good. I don't want to say comeback. Um, comeback's really not the right word. Um, but oh, sweet! My Mel by Black picture showed up today. Sweet! Shout out to camera guy Nick. 
Uh, camera guy, camera gim camera guy gimmick. Nick uh, sent me a sweet picture I ordered from him of a uh, Malachi Black. I'm getting autographed on Saturday, and I just ruined a surprise for somebody. So hopefully, said person doesn't listen to this. Uh, but it is a high fiver that does kind of listen. So shit. Uh, but good looking out, Nick. I will uh, tweet you after this, but. Um, so, yeah, so basically it sounds like uh, Camille Dickinson has returned um, to life. He's a fitness guru. Um, he's a, a health trainer, and um, from everything, and kind of stalking him a little bit on the LinkedIn and everything, he's doing really, really well. Um, took him a little while, you know, but I'm glad he found his groove, and he's still, you know, doing the fitness, and he's helping people. So um, it's awesome, you know. But originally uh, the match was supposed to be uh, Grizzly Redwood, Versus uh, for Camille Dickinson, but, you know, that music comes out and, you know, people, we can't handle the truth, according to the promo. Uh, Health, of Tru Health of Truth comes out and uh, Truth Martini and you're doing Truth Martini things. And, man, I, I would really, re I'm going to put this out in the universe. Um, I haven't talked to any of my connections yet, but I'll be 100% honest with you. I would love to have Truth Martini on the podcast. I'm just throwing that out into the universe. Uh, if Truth Martini hears this or if any of my high-fivers know Truth Martini, um, you know, I've got some possibilities, and I will definitely reach into those eventually. But Truth, you're always welcome here. I am a fan of all you do, um, even though I boo you, you know, on, on the TV, but uh, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, but they come out, and uh, he comes out with Michael Elgin. And talks about Michael Elgin's break, unbreakable, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, he offers Grizzly Redwood and uh, Mr. Dickinson here $1,000. Just pulls $1,000, throws it on the ground, says, hey, let's make this a, uh, let's make this a, um, a handicap match versus uh, unbreakable Michael Elgin. And, uh, and, and, you know, the match starts and they both accept, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars a piece. I mean, they're independent wrestlers. Uh, they probably make that in a month. They work every weekend, you know, and that's that's after before expenses. So obviously, they're pretty excited. Uh, but at the beginning, um, Elkin Michael Elkin does make short order to Camille. Um, you know, kind of beats him pretty bad. Paul Turner kind of jumps in, uh, won't let him continue. So then it becomes. Uh, you know, Chris becomes the legal man by default, and it's Michael Elgin versus versus Grizz. Uh, sorry, Grizzly Redwood. I don't know why I'm calling him Grizz, but I have it in my notes here. And uh, Grizzly Redwood does Grizzly Redwood things, you know. And one thing Ring of Honor does really, really well is they do book these David versus Goliath matches very well. Um, they really do. So, I mean, Grizzly Redwood, you see Michael Elgin... And Michael Elgin's not only a big dude, he's a big athletic dude. And he uh, he's very good at what he does. Um, you know, you know, we're not gonna talk about what he and what happened later uh, on in his uh, his career, but it's believable. But at the end of the day, Michael Elgin definitely gets the advantage. Um, you know, and they've really got some good chemistry. I mean, we've seen this match before. Um but yeah, he starts stomping a mud hole in him, and all of a sudden, the music hits, and Jay Lethal comes down, and he wants to be his partner. Um, so this is pretty awesome. I kind kind of shocked a little bit. I do actually like the storytelling here, 
You know, um, obviously, Jay Lethal has been a thorn in the side of the House of Truth, and the House of Truth has been a side in uh, Jay Lethal's. You know, obviously, as Roddy has taken uh, Jay Lethal's TV title from him, you know, so I thought this was pretty awesome. You know, so um, Grizzly does, you know, does what he does, he's getting his ass kicked, but eventually, um, he gets a pretty hot tag, man, and the crowd's fired up. Um, but yeah, and then Lethal fires up on Elgin, uh, takes it to him. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Michael Elgin actually hits a super, super nasty elbow uh, that pretty much lock, knocks Jay Lethal out on his feet. Uh, but then Roderick Strong, for no apparent reason, uh, comes in and starts putting the boots to Lethal. Obviously, you know, they've got history. But then Michael Elgin gets DQ'd. So the winner of the match is Grizzly Redwood and Jay Lethal um, via disqualification. Um, but, you know, at this point, you know, honestly, Michael Elgin's uh, a little less than pleased. Um, you know, and him and Roddy start arguing a little bit. Uh, but when he does, Lethal sneaks in and uh, hits a lethal injection on um, on Roddy. And Michael Elgin just kind of kind of watched him do it. So, um, once again, are these cracks in... Uh, the cracks in the house of truth are they uh, are they coming in? Um, we shall see, everyone. We shall see. And then uh, next we get uh, Will's favorite segment. Um, I thought about having him just tape this real quick, but I'll do it for him. So um, inside Ring of Honor, and we show um, highlights of uh, the Mike Mondo versus TJB uh, TJP match. Um, and don't let me forget high fivers. I'm going to go back to this. Uh, got some really big, awesome news um, earlier this week. So, uh, where the Bucks interfered in an interrupting, in a, you know, in a, uh, the Bucks interfered and then it erupted, you know, into a beatdown where the All Night Express came in and then um, we get an All Night Express promo. Uh, you know, we're talking about his knee and he didn't know if he was going to wake up and Kenny King's going to beat the Ho Ho Ho's. It's Christmas. Um, you know, not the best inside ring of honor that we've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, but then next week we will be on the road, you know, cause, um, because, well, they'll be on the road, um, in Toronto. Um, the reason we're in Toronto is next week they are going to be showing the Kevin Steen versus Davey Richards match in its entirety. Um, obviously, you can probably hear my voice got a little quieter, and I'm talking with a little bit mellower tone. Not too excited about this. Um, from a business, I mean, okay, once again, I always bitch about people bitching about seeing free stuff on TV, but I don't understand why they're showing this match a week after the pay-per-view. Um, if I had spent the money on the pay-per-view, and then they show this match the next week. Um, well, it might have been two weeks, okay? Because, I mean, Border Wars was, you know, I'm trying to figure out logistically. Border Wars was May 12th. This TV aired May 19th. And then the next TV will air May 26th. Okay, so it's two weeks. Um, I, I'm just not too excited about it. It, it is what it is. Um you know, and like I said, I, I have my feeling on who's pulling the strings here. But, hey, you know, more power to them. 
Uh, they lasted 10 years after this, so they must know more than I do, and by must, they do. So, uh, then we get another awkward promo from Jay Lethal. You know, once again, I kind of wish Will was here, because I'm sure he would... This is really cringeworthy. I mean, 100%. I'm really trying to be positive. Uh, but Jay Lethal going off saying Jay Lethal things, how he's, he's the best in the world. Um, he's the best in the world. Um, fire was made to be hot. Animals made to be food. And women made to be mothers. Um, and he was being made the best in the world. Uh, that's a verbatim quote, folks. Um, maybe I'm being a little too sensitive. Uh, call me a snowflake if you want. Um, you can go fuck yourself if you think I'm a snowflake, but that's not our story in itself. I'll go on about that for 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like that. And I know, I know Will's got legit, um, real life heat with Jay Lethal over stupid shit like this. Um, so I don't know if this is him writing it or if it's Jim Cornette writing it, uh, but he did say it, so as of right now, I'm going to blame Jay Lethal. Um, so then we go to our co-main event, uh, which is the Young Bucks versus the All Night Express in a quote-unquote rubber match. Um, you know, they did face each other day one and day two of Showdown in the Sun, you know, each winning each other's match. Um, so this is this is their uh, their rubber match, and uh, this time it's an elimination tag team match. Uh, we're at the end of the day, both team members do need to be eliminated from the match. Um, but the beginning of this match was pretty awesome. Like I said, the beginning of this match really showed the the young bucks. They're not just flippy floppy, you know, high spot monkeys. You know, they really slowed it down and used a mat-based style, which was awesome. You know, it was good to see. I am a Young Bucks fan. Um, a is humans. Um, shout out to, to Phil and Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, and everyone I've talked to that's met the Young Bucks says they're actually really awesome human beings. Um, and their book, Killing the Business, I definitely recommend. Um, you know, so I am, but I mean, I am fans. Yes, right now the gimmick they're playing up, but you see, you know, you see Bucks in two thousand twenty-two on AEW. You're seeing the so the seeds of that here. Um, you know, so obviously I boo them because I'm supposed to boo them, but you know they are one of the best tag teams in the world. That's that's the bottom line. Um, and like I said, this was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, uh, also they do, uh, good, um, okay. And then at the end of the match, they're, uh, they're double teaming the hell out of, uh, out of Kenny King and they do get a super kick and, um, and then, uh, Kenny King is eliminated relatively quickly. Um, meaning that we've got, obviously we've got my boy, Rhett, uh, Rhett Titus, who is still recovering from the knee injury? He's all by himself, um, you know. But obviously, there's a there's a double team here. Um, bunch of double team moves. Uh, Rick kicks out, um, you know. But the first time, you know, he gets double team. He kicks out at one, you know. And then the commentary does a great job of kind of saying, "Okay, he kicked out at one, but let's face facts, you know, folks. How long is this gonna last?" Um, but yeah, and then. Uh, 
you know, and then the Bucks keep working the knee. You know, knee's got a bum knee that they've done. Um, but he keeps fighting, um, you know, and, and, and Rhett actually gets some pins on him. But obviously, you know, with, with Rhett being solo, um, you know, the Young Bucks have people to break out the pins. You know, so once again, a great job by Kevin Kelly. You know, obviously you're going to know that as a wrestling fan. You know, but, I mean, they do a job of, good, you know, of Kevin Kelly kind of reiterating you know how much you know that's gonna that's gonna mess with Red's brain. You know how that's gonna save the Young Bucks energy because they they've got a tag team partner to kick out. Um, but here, and the 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 Bucks go for more bang for your buck. Um, Nick gets up on the rope, um, but uh, when they're going, but uh, Titus does a quick sneak pin on Matt, and uh, Nick can't get to him in quick enough, so we go one two three. So now it's just, uh, you know, it's just Nick and Rhett. And then they're battling for a while longer, you know. But Rhett, Matt won't leave. You know, Matt won't leave ringside, but Kenny King did. Um, so Kenny King says, fuck that shit. Uh, so Kenny King comes out to even the odds. You know, they're not in the match, but, you know, he's watching his back. And, uh, and Rhett, man, this dude, dude does a great job selling that injured knee, you know. Uh, but, man... <sighs> He nails one of those drop kicks, you know. And like I said, if you've listened to my showcase when I'm talking to my boy Justin in the Cruiserweight Classic, a lot of amazing, amazing drop kicks um, in that classic. But Rhett's still my favorite. Um, you know, nails a lot of awesome drop kicks. Gotta love that, especially with the bum knee. Um, you know, but Matt gets on the apron to interfere. Uh, but Kenny plants him face first on the apron. And uh, Nick goes for the sneaky super kick. Uh, but Rhett catches it and nails uh nail or uh, nails Nick for the one two three and uh Rhett eliminates uh, excusely eliminates both young bucks clean, you know. So we will see um you know if this is the end of the feud uh or if it's not, you know. So we shall see. But Ring of Honor definitely has a has a way of uh extending feuds. So. Um, great match, uh, you know. Overall, listen, you know, you know, Will and I, we always talk about, you know, what, um, you know, if we had seen this this television show or if we'd seen this TV episode, would we've gotten hooked to Ring of Honor or on Ring of Honor TV? Now, this is not as good as the episode we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, we talked about, but I think they're keeping a lot of the momentum as opposed to the way they had faded previously. Um, you know, a while back, listen, you know, they got a, they had a great episode, you know, early February and fought in February and uh, really kind of shit the bed after that. Um, however, yeah, this, this time around, you know, the, they're, uh, they're kind of keeping it. I mean, it's not quite as good, you know, as that episode a couple weeks ago, but they're not losing steam, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, that is Ring of Honor TV. So I think maybe, you know, it, it might have gotten me hooked. So we... Uh, we shall see, um, but I just want to go real quick. Um, I should have had this queued up, but I actually forgot about it. Um, but I had a huge social media moment um, today. So what's today? Or a couple days ago. So uh, I know I'm actually just going to pause real quick, High Fivers. I'll be right back in a couple seconds to find this tweet. All right, High Fivers, I'm not good at interneting, um, but I found a little tweet that I sent out. Now, listen, Will and I have talked about, you know, as, as the course of the show, if um, anyone that's been following the show, I am a huge, uh, actually, I shouldn't say, well, I'm, I am becoming a huge 
a fan of Mr. No Fear Mike Mondo. Um, he's really actually, I mean, I know it started off as a joke, um, but he's really kind of grabbed my attention. And, um, you know, so obviously I started following him on the Twitter. And Saturday night, he's like, um, he puts out a tweet, be doing a Q&A for a little while. Ask me what's on your mind. Hashtag mon, my, our mind of Mondo. Um, and I said, me and a friend of mine have been going back and watching 2012 Ring of Honor TV. And he had a match with TJP where he tried to bite his eye out, which I love, by the way. The reason that, for that is obvious, but how did you view that from a uh, ring psychology standpoint? We are loving your uh, run in Ring of Honor. And uh, I thought he was going to blow me off and blah, 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 blah. But uh, he did respond. I was stoked. Um, yeah, this is me being a mark, but I don't give a shit because I do what I want. Uh, but then he responded back, in every one of my matches at Ring of Honor, I've always tried to incorporate something different. I thought to myself, what body part no one ever, nobody ever works? The eye. That could look vicious. It's different. So I went with it. Dude, so simple. Um, you know, so awesome. And it's true. It did look super vicious. I mean, who the fuck goes for a goddamn eye? Um, you know, and, and Will and I talked about that when it happened, but super stoked. Uh, this is super Mark moment for Tom here. Uh, but hey, you know, the name of the podcast ultimately is Mark it out with high five Tom. So, um, now we're going to go on to border wars taking place in Toronto, Canada. And, uh, this event originally aired May 12th, 2012. Um, high flyer or high fivers. Do you remember what you were doing? Um, May 12th, 2012. Um, I kind of do, but that's another story in itself. So, oh boy, I said it again. All right, everybody, take a drink. Um, but we start off with uh, our boys like they usually do, Kevin Kelly and Nigel, uh, entering the crowd. And uh, Nigel does a good job. He's putting over how big of a deal that Ring of, a title, uh, that Ring of Honor title is. I mean, he is a former Ring of Honor champion, and uh, he would definitely know. And if you ever, if anyone ever, if people ever, you people, if people ever get a chance to go back and uh, watch old Nigel McGuinness matches, dude, do it. Nigel was a fucking beast, man. And, you know, he got he got sick, unfortunately, and couldn't wrestle. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But he does a great job putting over him what a big, 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 big opportunity is for Kevin Steen tonight. So we shall see. Um, but then we started off the show. We just kind of cut to Rhino uh, squishing our boy um, Vinny Marseglia. Uh, Vinny is kind of a jobber, but it's good to see Vinny uh, kind of getting some some work here. But that was obviously from Ring of Honor people from a couple weeks ago. Um, then we get Rhino versus Eddie Edwards uh, with uh, Truth Martini um, cutting a promo, and uh, he says who, why, and how. And first he says the who, Rhino. Why is he doing this? He's clearing a path for titles for Roddy and Elgin, and how is it going to happen? Gore, gore, gore. Now, I did not do this promo justice. Um, I fucking love Truth Martini. And I thought this was awesome. Um, you know, and I, I always keep saying this, you know, last time that Rhino was on, and it may sound weird, but god damn it, dude's got some quads. You know, I do solid chunk of DDP yoga, and there's a lot of quad work involved with that. And, you know, I'm trying to do some squats and stuff like that. But, man, um... Yeah, he's got quads, and they, you know, they look, they look natural. They look big, but they're not like gaudy big. So that dude does a lots of squats. Um, 
you know, and I'm kind of jealous of for that. And also, uh, for someone who is actually, from everything I've heard, everyone I've talked to, shout out to Diesel, um, and several other people have actually interacted with Rhino as a human being. And dude is so, so awesome. Such a nice guy. But, man, he plays a scary fucking character. Um, just kind of shows you the genius of Rhino. And the, and the simple fact he's still relevant today. Yeah, he doesn't wrestle all the time, but when he's on when he's on your wrestling TV in 2022, it still feels believable. Um, yeah, and um, listen, he, he plays a great monster. And you know, Edward Edwards once again playing a wily, smaller but smarter veteran. Um, you know, combined with the fact that these two beat the living piss out of each other. Um, say what you will. You know, Eddie can take a fucking whooping. Um, and, and as the match goes outside and Martini grabs his leg for distraction, um, and Rhino goes for the goal to the outside, outside and um, Eddie leapfrogs him. You know, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, but Rhino does get the advantage back, uh, goes for the gore again, but this time Eddie Edwards drop kicks him. Um Holy shit. Yeah, it was um, a good, uh, you know, an awesome move. Well done. You know, that's something if you, you know, obviously it takes both both um, partners in that not to hurt somebody. Uh, but it was really cool. Really enjoyed that move. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see here. Um, you know, Eddie Edwards goes to the corner. Uh, Martini goes to hit Edwards with uh, the Book of Truth. Uh, but Edwards dodges. And Rhino almost gets uh, hit in the head by the Book of Truth. Uh, but then Eddie rolls him up for the one, two, three. You know, this is just a smart way. You know, this is when roll-ups were, you know, we're starting to make a little bit of a comeback. You know, watching WWE, you don't see a lot of roll-ups back then. Um, but it's a smart way just for, uh, for a smaller man like Edwards um, to get a, a quick win over Rhino. Um, then after the match, um, Rhino's grabs Martini. Uh, he's gonna go at him. Uh, he's gonna go him, but Martini, as he does, uh, pulls out a big wad of cash. Um, and Rhino shakes his hand very, very emphatically. Almost, uh, pretty much, almost took Truth Martini's arm off with him. So um, we will see what holds for the mercenary. You know, Rhino, he didn't get the job done, but at the end of the day, he got paid. That's the bottom line. And uh, Truth Martini did pay seventy thousand dollars. For Rhino to come in and do his mercenary work. So, we shall see. Um, next, we've got an All Night, the All Night Express versus TJ... Excuse me. All Night Express with TJP uh, versus the Young Bucks and the aforementioned Mike Mondo. Um, and I'm kind of looking over my notes here, and I'm a little embarrassed. This is... Uh, this Not a lot of notes on this match, which I'm kind of embarrassed. You know, full, uh, full disclosure, I don't do this from memory. Um, Will's a lot smarter than I am, but I love this match. I literally, these are six of my favorite, some of my favorites in Ring of Honor going today. Uh, probably besides Davey Richards and Kevin Steen on the Briscoes. You know, this is, yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, definitely tops, you know. And then, uh, then we played the quick promo that they talked about from inside of Ring of Honor from last week, so we don't need to rehash that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, as a shoot, TJP and the Young Bucks, I mean, really kind of grew up together, you know, in that, in that SoCal scene. Uh, they're right in that kind of same age bracket, and uh, they really kind of, um, you know, grew up together. And the chemistry in this match showed. Um, 
you know, and uh, good, quick, stiff action. Um, and, and it was pretty awesome because DJP and the Online Express pulled a bunch of sweet tag team combo moves. Um, you know, it was, you know, for a team that hasn't teamed together before, a lot of great combinations. And, I really, and it's another reason why I love, um, you know, trios matches. But that's, you know, that's here nor there. I almost said it again. Um, but, yeah, we get some great heel work. Um, great athleticism by all, all six men. Uh, great fire by everyone. Uh, Mike Mondo kind of fit right in with Young Bucks, you know, in this match. And uh, I enjoyed everything about this match. I, I really, really did. And I'm kind of embarrassed I don't have more notes on it, but uh, let's go back and watch it, you know, if you get a chance. It's on Honor Club, so. But at the end, you know, Rhett, um, Rhett gets Matt uh, up on the, on his shoulders. And, uh, Kenny King hits a spinning neck breaker. Off the top rope, TJP hits the 450, and Titus gets the cover for the win. Uh, great fun this match was, and uh, the big question is, um, is Rhett getting a push? You know, so that's a couple of wins right there, back-to-back. Um, is All Night Exp- Night, or is the All Night Express getting a push? You know, we saw them earlier, you know, kind of going off, saying they're not messing around. This is their time. You know, they're, uh, they're this is uh, time to stop being nice, so... We shall see what happens. Uh, so the next match we get, uh, we've got another grudge match. We've got Jay Lethal uh, versus, you know, not say or sorry, dominant male uh, Tommaso Ciampa. You know, obviously, you know Jay Lethal has has lost the TV title, and this is more, you know, versus this is a this is a grudge match, if uh, if there's ever been one. So, um, you know, and then they do a quick, you know, pre- just showing previous promos and. You know, previous promo, yeah, Ciampa took Lethal's belt. Now he's gonna take um, Lethal's gonna take his streak. Um, Tomas Ciampa's talking. I doesn't lie. You know, he doesn't lie. He runs through everything or everyone in Jay Lethal's. Um, you know, no exception. So, you know, we we've talked about these before, so we don't really need to rehash it again. But, um, and to say this started off with a hard start or hearts ah, hot start, um. Yeah, that would be an understatement. Obviously, you know, these two went right at it. You know, got got after it right off the bat, so right at the bills. So, um, you know, good action. Um, you know, I, and one thing I do like about Ring of Honor is they don't always ring the bell right away, uh, which work allows storylines like this to go wherever it goes. You know, there's they can't you can't be disqualified if there's been no bell. You know, we, we've seen that with uh, wrestling's greatest tag team in the Briscoes where they beat the piss out of each other for 10 minutes before the bell even rang. And it's another time I did this. So I, I really do like that. Um, um, and then, you know, Lethal was whooping everyone's ass. Um, you know, R.D. Evans does interfere. Uh, Ciampa hits a big move. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, or, uh, yeah, Lethal's whipping everyone's ass. Um, R.D. Evans interferes. And Ciampa hits a big move, a big DDT um, through the ropes. And then he wants the bell. Um, he's going to ring the bell right away, you know, ring that goddamn bell. It goes for the pin. You know, smart move, you know. You know, and, and Ciampa, and say what you will about Jay Lethal, uh, they have great minds. I mean, I'm a humongous Tomasa Ciampa fan. You know, and you've, if you've heard on my showcase of the, of the Cruiserweight Classic once again with Justin, um, you know, just uh, – yeah, I'm a big fan. A dude's got a great, great mind for for wrestling. So, um, 
you know, and uh, and they talk about Jade Champa might have the longest streak ever to start in Ring of Honor. Um, you know, Samoa Joe had that legendary 448-day run as championship, uh, but he lost his second match in Ring of Honor. Um, so, you know, that has not been confirmed. I should probably reach out to Kyle and see if that's true, but, you know, I mean, he's been going on for a year, and he hasn't lost yet, so... And uh, once again, you know, like I said before, these two beat the piss out of each other. And uh, Kevin Kelly and Nigel do a great job, you know, of um, explaining the near falls. You know, sometimes near falls without any context can get really fucking annoying. Um, But this time they do a great job just kind of explaining, hey, he didn't cover him here. He wasn't fully here. You know, he didn't have his his arm over that way. Um, You know, making him more believable. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, man, Champa with that with that dyed white beard looked kind of sinister, um, you know. And then uh, Prince Nana gets in the ring. And I do love Sinclair pushing uh, pushing Nana out of the way, you know. Uh, lots of interference, but uh, Jay Lethal hits the uh, injection or uh, uh, hits a lethal injection. Barrister pulls him out of the ring. You know, I'm not sure why I don't call for the bell there, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Lethal does, you know, end up, you know, um, beating the piss out of the barrister and then, um, he gets up and, um, he hits the macho elbow and then we get a macho man chant and then, um, yeah. And then finally Lethal gets 10. Yeah. Count them 10. Ty Dillinger style backbreakers, um, on Tomas Ciampa before he finally hits the front face DDT, uh, for the clean win and the streak is over. Uh, you know, unless I, I've kind of referenced it before. You know, I listened to Chompa a while back on um, Lillian Garcia's podcast. I don't listen to her podcast very often, uh, not slighting her or anything. But, you know, like Tomas Chompa, I'm a fan of his, and anytime I can hear him talk. And um, he, it's just he's disappointed to lose a streak this way, but not really telling a greater story. Okay, yeah, he lost Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's the man, but... Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Um, yeah, and obviously, Chima, you know, Champa loses, uh, you know, loses mind, kind of storms off, and he's hearing voices in his head and the whole kit and caboodle. So, you know, we'll see where uh, where Champa goes from here. So maybe this is the birth of Psycho Killer. So we shall see. And uh, real quick, I know Will and I usually kind of uh, do our uh, do our shout outs kind of throughout the show, and usually Will's kind of kind of spearheads spearheads that. But um, real quick, just the the moments the moments seizing me, I guess is a good way to say. It. I just wanted to put uh, a bunch of shout outs. Uh, first of all, you know I want to shout out my my guest for my chopping up series uh, this previous week, uh, Mr. Kevin Garifo. Uh, the Shining Wizards. Um, everyone should be listening. Is listening to this should be also listening to the Shining Wizards. Um, they've been a big inspiration, big help. The reason Will and I met. Uh, but yeah, Kevin was on, and we had a great conversation, man. And Kevin, uh, KJG, if you ever listen to this, I, I can't thank you enough, my friend. It, it was awesome. Uh, you know, we spent forty minutes in pre-production, uh, just talking like you know, like we've been friends for years. Um, that really translated to the um, to the conversation. You know, and if I wasn't to lose my voice, you probably could have gone, you know, two more hours. Uh, but also, I do want to shout out a, a bunch of my high, f- you know, of our, excuse me, our high fivers. Um, you know, first and foremost, um, I did shout out Chad and Diesel. They are the godfathers of uh, Visionaries Global Media, um, even though they don't listen to the show as often as I would like. 
um, or shout out my Cruiserweight Classic review. But um, that's here nor there. Um, without Chatter Diesel, you know, they are the heart and soul of Visionaries Global Media. And uh, early congratulations. Actually, by the time this drops, Diesel, uh, this will actually have already aired. Uh, so congratulations. Um, and shit, Chad, I don't even think I ever publicly congratulated you on the baby. Um, but Chad and his wife, Allison, just had a baby also. Uh, but Diesel's getting married Friday. Um, you know, they're having a small little thing, you know, and I said, and, and no, I'm not offended that I wasn't able um, to, you know, that I wasn't invited. I completely understand with the world and everything that's going on, so not a problem. We will definitely chop it up soon. But congratulations, my friend. Um, also, I just want to shout out Matt and Graham over at Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, hopefully they'll get Will and I on here uh, sooner than later as a tandem. Um, and I do want to shout out the guys over at Unbooking the Territory, uh, Mr. Dan Griffin and uh, my good friend Rob, uh, both avid listeners and high-fivers of this program and other programs. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I am going to have you on. We are going to chop it up sometime soon, and uh, we're going to talk some Lucha Underground, some stuff like that. So, um also, I want to shout out my good friend Travis, uh, Travis over at the Wrestle Special, um, another program that I think should be on Visionaries Global Media. But Travis does a great job, just off the wall stuff. Um, you know, he just he did an episode where he stuck uh, famous wrestling promos into Google Translate, uh, translated into ten different languages, and say what came out on the other side. Uh, Travis is always doing very creative shit like that. So check out Travis. Uh, a loyal high-fiver, I know he listens to this show too, um, you know, and I appreciate your sport, and, you know, Travis and I go way back, um, but, you know, Travis and I will be able to tell that story eventually soon here, um, long form. Uh, also, I want to shout out um, our homies in the Discord, you know, good uh, shout-out to Eric, Eric Freed. Um, you know, Eric, we will we'll get some podcasts and stuff going together one of these days, we'll figure something out, uh, but I want to shout out. Our uh, new, um, soon-to-be Austin resident, uh, David Henry Bauer III. Uh, we have Will and I have hung out with David in the real life. Um, you know, so shout out to him, and uh, you know, shout out to Brundon. You know, for for all the, all the support, and you know, Brundon's gonna be on here soon, and um, and Scotch drinks more. You know, uh, Scotch is you know has been a very um, a very avid high fiver from the beginning too. So just some of our homies in the Shining Wizards Discord. So. Um, I just want to take that time to shout everybody out. Um, I don't know why I picked this time, but it's my fucking podcast, and I do whatever I want. So, um, and I know I forgot a bunch of people. Um, you know, the list of things could go on forever, but yeah, I mean, all the guys. You know, I just want to shout out. I mean, you guys interact with us all the time. You know, about you know stuff we see on here. So I appreciate you guys. So, um, but back to the review here, real quick. Um, the next uh, match we've got is the aforementioned uh, Michael Bennett. We love Michael Bennett, um, the character here. Uh, we love Michael Bennett even more, the, the human being, uh, versus Lance Storm again. Um, you know, you know, I've said this before. You know, um, we don't need to rehash the promos. Just kind of rehash the promos from uh, Showdown in the Sun. Um, you know, but this time Bennett just comes out with just Brutal Bob. You know, he doesn't come out with the tramp girlfriend. So, um, you know, and basically just uh, Mike Bennett comes out and says, Miranda's Mama Grace Toronto uh, with her beauty. And uh, the simple fact, she doesn't do sequels and she doesn't call, uh, and she doesn't do reruns. Um, and she called, you know, and she called Landstorm a pervert. And uh, there's that. 
you know, so she's she's not com- she's not coming out. Um, simple fact here: Lance Storm um, might be the most obvious statement I ever say on this podcast. Is over in Canada. I mean, he's over in the United States, but he's from Canada. Um, obviously, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, and uh, awesome. Um, you know, and, and I love, once again, like I said, Michael Bennett, uh, say what you will, but he's very attention to detail, like his, you know, his outfits and everything, you know, the accessorizing. All that shit plays into the character and sometimes kind of gets overlooked. Uh, but I loved, you know, Bennett being an asshole uh, comes out in red, white, and blue. You know, I mean, obviously they're in Canada. There's not real heat between the U.S. and Canada. Uh, there's just kayfabe heat and hockey heat. But um, love the attention to detail, detail here. Um, I, the Ring of Honor crowd, hot as always. I love the fuck you, Bennett cheap, uh, chant was funny. Uh, and I think Storm looked better in this match. Um, and lots of good, lots of good back and forth um, from Storm. You know, he looked. Dude's <coughs> forty-two years old. You know, twenty plus years of wrestling. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna slow down. You know, no diss on him, but he looked better here. And um, you know, simple fact is Lance Storm um, would whip my ass any day of the week. He would have whipped my ass when I was twenty. And he'd, whip, I mean, yeah, he he could whip my ass twenty to Tom's ass twenty years ago, twenty years from now. Uh, simple fact, but um, lots of good, um, lots of back and forth. Uh, good fire out of Storm. Uh, you know, Storm bounces back, but brutal Bob gets bent in a chair. But uh, pretty funny, a little bit of heel work, uh, heel turn. Not only say heel turn, but heel work from Storm. And uh, Lance Storm intercepts said chair, cracks Bennett in the back. And uh, gives him a super kick. You know, I'm not sure if Lance Storm calls his his kick a super kick or not. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I love to see Lance. I mean, it was kind of the, the outcome we were all looking for. Uh, Storm goes over in Canada. And uh, this time, Bennett, you know, gives him his his, uh, his moment. You know, he takes a loss and just rolls out of the ring and walks away. You know, not like the, the cheap heat, you know, he got last time. And then... Uh, you know, Lance Storm just gets on the mic, and we get the, can I be serious for a minute? Uh, <laughs> I live. Um, actually got a good speech. You know, you know, it was awesome that, that Storm was allowed the chance here to shine instead of giving Bennett the heat like they did last time. So, you know, he's winding down, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, hoping for the best for Lance Storm in the future and uh, also the future in real life. So next we get uh, pretty much... Obviously, the the two big uh, breakout stars for 2012 in the Ring of Honor, um, the match versus uh, Michael Elgin versus Adam Cole. Um, you know, the simple fact that both these guys are really, really getting pushed to the moon, and deservedly so. And, you know, I mean, and these guys, I mean, these guys have great chemistry. Uh, this match starts, as you'd expect, um, with, you know, Kevin Kelly and... Um, Nigel doing a great job of talking how Elgin might be big for things, uh, you know, two things for uh, for some of the moves um, for Cole, uh, like the Panama, uh, excuse me, the Panama Sunrise. Uh, sorry, I just got done taking out the garbage and making dinner. But uh, Martini, as usual, uh, gets in the mic and does, uh, does you know, Truth Martini things and uh, love his banter over Rhino. Um Lots of lots of forearms here, and that fancy roll through uh, power slam thing. 
um, that Michael Elgin does. You know, Adam, Adam Cole rolls him up, and then um, at Michael Elgin rolls through it and then picks him up and power slams him. Dude's a fucking beast. That's the bottom line. And then uh, with that movement, I, jo- I shout out his, uh, his friend and mentor, Doug Williams, real quick. So that's always kind of nice to hear. So, um, And then Elgin uh, picks Adam Cole up uh, from a dead stop on the apron, or, I mean, flat-footed. Uh, you know, Michael Elgin's on the, he's on the second rope, picks up Cole uh, up off the apron, uh, picks him up, holds him up on that top rope, and slams him into a falcon arrow, uh, falcon arrow uh, from the top. Um, Elgin's just Elgin, you know. And like I said, we talked about earlier with the Elgin versus Grizzly Redwood match. Obviously, Adam Cole is probably twice the size of Grizzly Redwood. Uh, but once again, you know, Ring of Honor and their superstars, namely Adam Cole, you know, and Michael Elgin making this match look believable. Um, you, you look at Adam Cole and you don't think much, but the dude takes a fucking licking. That's the bottom line. You know, obviously later on in his career, and now he will get more over with, you know, with his personality. But, dude, I mean, man, you take an ass kicking. That, that's the bottom line. And that's why he's one of the best in the world to do it right now. So, um, at the end, uh, Michael Elgin gets a buckle bomb on Cole. Uh, grabs Cole and then he slams Cole uh, for the power bomb uh, and gets Cole for the one two three. You know, awesome match. Um, lots of action, lots of uh, lots of stiffness in this one. Um, you know, and then after the end of the match, we get some fuckery, of course. You know, Truth Martini gets in the ring. He tells Michael Elgin, you know, good job, but you can go take a shower. You know, he'll take care of it from here. You know, Roddy's next. Um, you know, and then the next man's coming out, a man with real talent, uh, not this piece of garbage, Adam Cole. Uh, but then Adam Cole's kind of making his way back up, uh, and he super kips Truth Martini. You know, um, Elgin does not necessarily retaliate, uh, but he does pick up uh, Truth Martini and takes him back into the ring. And I guess Adam Cole does shrug like, eh, you know, what, what are you going to do? So... Um, the crowd props, you know, Cole up and, uh, lots of speculation for what these two do. Um, you know, the crowd was, was super into Adam Cole and they gave him his just desserts after this. So, um, in another losing effort, you know, he lost to Davey Richards in his, in his match, uh, for the championship, but he did get the pin, but, you know, obviously Will and I are blessed with, with, with foresight because we know what's going to happen, you know, but it's going to be fun to see how we get there. Uh, especially with these two. So the future is very, very bright for these two. So, um, But, yeah, like uh, Truth Martini was talking about, uh, next we've got um, Roddy's match with the legendary Fit Finley. Once again, this dude's 53. And, man, wow, can still go. You know, I mean, listen, like I said earlier, Landstorm, and this guy could probably kick, you know, kick my ass 20 years ago, 20 years from now. Um you know, and it's, you know, they mentioned that Fit Finley might be the oldest guy in a ring around a ring this year, so we still see. Um, and for this reason, you know, with this match, um, they did tell a good story of no time limits. Um, you know, and they kind of put over that uh, Fit Finley is a third generation wrestler, uh, but they also, you know, put over his son. Well, they don't say his son, but they say his son, uh, David uh, Finley, uh, is winning state wrestling championships. Um, in Georgia, and is actually heading to Japan to train, uh, which is kind of cool to hear. Um, so way back then, um, David Finley is now a fixture in New Japan Wrestling, uh, fourth, gen- fourth 
generation wrestler. So uh, it was cool that they shouted it out like that. So, um, but definitely think that's gonna you know work out for him. So, you know, and, and you always hear me talking about Roderick Strong. At the end of the day, dude's got an incredible motor. That's the bottom line. Um, but you know, sometimes people forget that D- he's a he's a great technician. You know. And him and Clinic and him and Finley definitely put on a. Obviously, they, they struck the shit out of each other. Um, you know, they beat the piss out of each other, but they did put on a technical clinic. Um, lots of body work, you know, working body parts and Roddy working the neck and um, Finley working the leg and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, and Roddy was getting stretched out a bunch and finally took a powder. Uh, and Finley kind of chased him on the outside, kind of a rookie move. And uh, strong strikes and gets a bunch of wicked shots on the outside. Um, and we also forget, like we said, Truth Martini got his, his head kicked off by Adam Cole. You know, so he's out of kit, uh, commission, so Strong's all on his own. Um, you know, and then during the match, Nigel just talking a lot about, about British wrestling. I can listen to that stuff all day. I am a fan of my British wrestling. I've talked about it before. I talk it on the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, you know, so just just listening to Nigel kind of sprinkle that stuff in there. Obviously, with Finley's European history, it makes sense. So, um, but after some vicious strikes, um, Strong gets a, a sick kick in. Uh, well, basically, the sick kick of all six uh, sick kicks in on Finley and gets a one, two, three, and uh, you know, and Finley and and Roddy, you know, in a way, definitely get the the standing ovation. Both of them definitely, definitely did deserve it. So. All right, high fivers, your boy high five Tom. <clears throat> Back after a, a bit of a break. Um, full disclosure here, I am kind of recording this actually in probably like three or four different stints here. Um, you know, but I am back um, from the park formerly named as Miller. I am back here to talk some more about some border wars. Uh, but let's get on to the next uh, the next match for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. We've got Dem Boys, J. Mark Briscoe versus uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. And Willie will be proud of me. I didn't call them World's Greatest Tag Team. Um, for the Ring of Honor belts, for the, well, let's just say multiple times. Um, you know, it's, you know, okay, I've got my notes here. Is Where have I seen this match before? This is an unsanctioned fight without honor, so somehow it's a title match. Um, you know, it is what it is, but you know, at least the start of the match, uh, Jay's comes out, he's solo, you know, and commentary is just talking how Mark got stuck at the border. I mean, with those teeth and that face, you know, how could Mark not get stuck on the border? Um, but then, um, all of a sudden, listen, this guy comes up in hockey gear and, uh, <laughs> Mark's all dressed up in uh Toronto Maple Leafs gear and he, uh, he puts the whooping on world's greatest tag team. So, and the crowd comes unglued. Um, Say what you will about, you know, this this multiple-time matchup. Obviously, you know, if you listen to this show, <clears throat> you know what a mark I am for the Briscoe Brothers. But, dude, this place came unglued. It was pretty awesome. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Mark Briscoe's a fucking national treasure. That's that's really about it. So, um, and obviously with these, uh, with these four, you know, went all over the place. Um, they did have another tug-of-war over Jay's Nuts. Um, you know, they are kind of harping on the fact that they, they raked his nuts against the, against the, the, um, during post, but it is what it is, you know, and, um, you know, I, I did actually think that was kind of funny. And then, uh, Mark doing his dance on the second rope, like I said, I'm going to say it again and I'll say it probably 10,000 more times. Mark Briscoe, if you ever listen to this, 
you are a national fucking treasure. If you don't know what I'm watching, just just Google Mark Briscoe second row chicken walk, um, or kung fu, you know, redneck kung fu or something like that. So, um, getting towards the end of the match, um, you know, Shelton, uh, Shelton and Jay are battling on the outside, and uh, Shelton gets uh, Jay through a table, so Jay's out for for a little bit, um, and Sinclair goes to check on him. Then all of a sudden, Charlie pulls out a rag. <sighs> this is straight up Jim Cornette. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, pulls out a rag, and he uh, he ethers it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. This is all of a sudden is 1991. Um, you know, giant Gonzalez ethering The Undertaker all over again. Um, you know, Kevin Kelly and Nigel do a, a funny job. Just talking here about how, um, you know, they can smell ether and they're going nuts. And, uh, you know, it's an unsanctioned mix, so it does what it, you know, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, but uh, Charlie Haas ethers Mark Briscoe and gets the one, two, three. You know, um, you know, a funny couple scenes. They get the rag, they're, you know, or uh, Kevin Kelly's asking the crowd, like, you guys can smell that. And you're like, anyone in the back, if you can hear me, come, you know, come out, come out, come out, let it out. You know, Mark's been ethered. Um, so and that was kind of funny. Um, the My only gripe, you know, I try to keep it positive here, um, you know. Oh, but, yeah, you know, Kevin Kelly and, and Nigel are just talking, you know. Um, maybe it's time to, to ban Charlie Haas. You know, maybe they finally went over the line. Um but this is this is not going to put an end to this. Um, I, I really, really do enjoy wrestling greatest tag team. I really do. I mean, he mungus, mungus, Briscoe brothers, Mark. But this is this is too much. I mean, they, you know. But <clears throat> I'm going to keep it positive. Uh, fun match. They beat the piss out of each other. Kind of a different ending. I would say it's a better ending, but it's definitely different. Um, but next, we are going to go to the main event. The event that all of us have been waiting for. Now, I'm going to keep it 100 with everybody here. I am not going to go too in-depth on this uh, because I really, really do want to discuss this with my with my partner, Crime Will. Um, we've been waiting for this moment uh, since we started this podcast. Um, you know, Kevin Steen is a humongous, you know, we are both big fans of Kevin Steen. I do enjoy Davey Richards uh, more, than, more than Will does, you know, and he's been a great champion. He's really good at what he does, but... Um, you know, this is a big moment and I'm just, uh, one thing I do, I do want to bring up before I get into the match. Um, they, they did mention Jim Cornette's not here. Uh, I don't know if he really couldn't get across the border. I don't know if he's got a DUI or anything, but, um, you know, spoiler alert. Um, well, I'm sure you could probably figure out what happened here. Um, but you know, obviously Cornette's been into this, so I don't know. Um, but we do get Steve Carino on the call, a little more foreshadowing. Uh, he is definitely kind of uh, awkwardly silent to be the um, to be you know surprising. But I do one thing I do want to lo- I do love here. So for any of my older wrestling fans, um, if you remember 1997, Bret Hart um, hated before the screw job, hated vilified the United States, couldn't stand him. Cross that board, that imaginary line, bam, he's an instant hero. Same thing here. Fucking loved it. I really do it. I mean, Kevin Steen, I mean, he's from Montreal. Um, you know, he's a fellow Canadian way over in Toronto. Even more than, you know, he's he definitely kind of gets that Stone Cold pop. 
you know, in the United States. But here he's getting that, you know, that Road Warriors pop, that legit we want you. And we get a, we get a couple fuck you Davey match, uh, chants. Uh, um, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. Davey does not play a good heel, I'll be honest with you. But it is what it is. Um, you know, and, and Nigel kind of talks about real quick how Davey couldn't train. He had a bad wreck. And, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, his training partner, had a death in the family. So, um you know, I'm going to skip basically what all my notes here because Will and I are going to talk about it next. Um, I'm just going to go straight to the end of the match. Um, these two did beat the piss out of each other. I mean, Davey Richards is Davey Richards. Dude's a goddamn master technician. That's a, that's the bottom line. And Kevin, and Kevin Steen doesn't look like it, but the boy can work. And he can, I mean, he can work and he works very well with a, a style like Davey Richards. Um you know, and Davey Richards said, hey, fuck it, you know, unban the pile driver. I don't give a shit. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, um, and then basically at the end of the match, I mean, there's a lot of ankle locks. You know, Kevin, Kevin, um, Kevin Steen's, you know, knee and ankle have been torn to shit here. Uh, but he gets him another ankle lock, and Steen crawls to the ropes, uh, gets in there, and then when he crawls the ropes, he conveniently all of a sudden kind of, uh, Tore the, the second turnbuckle off by quote unquote accident, um, you know. And Davey won't give it up, so Kevin Steen rolls out of it, uh, out of the ankle lock, and he slams Davey Richards face first into the exposed turnbuckle. You know, something a little different. Yeah, obviously we see exposed turnbuckles all over the place, but very rarely is it the second one. I mean, very rarely is it ripped out during a submission where it looks like it could have legitimately been ripped off by accident. Uh, but yeah, he gets so Davy Richards gets a face full of uh, turnbuckle, and then uh, Kevin Steen gets that package pile driver for the one, two, three. Um, we're gonna hear the end of this match here on on the podcast. I'm gonna put that clip on here, and um, the moment I've been waiting for, the moment Will's been waiting for, uh, the moment 2012 Wrestling World have been waiting for. Kevin Steen is finally Ring of Honor champion. You know, an 18-month redemption story has come to fruition. You know, an 11-year wrestling career has come into fruition. Um, awesome moment. Um, so well done. You know, afterwards, Kerry Silken, as tradition, you know, often, you know, gives a championship belt to the champion. But no, he no-sells Kevin Steen. Won't do it. Um, and then, you know, Kevin Steen says, you know what, I don't have anything to say. I'm Ring of Honor fucking champion. And then uh, Steve Carino comes in the ring. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs kind of eyeballs him a little bit. And uh, next thing we know, we get a Steve Carino and Jimmy Jacobs reunion. <clears throat> I know, once again, we are benefiting from, you know, this. The we are able to look forward um, while we look back on this. But I'm very excited about this triumvirate. I use that word a lot. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I'm excited. So, yeah, so we've got Ring of Honor. Uh, Kevin Steen is going to take Ring of Honor by hostage. And, ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to speak for Will, but I'm fucking stoked. I'm pretty sure he is. But we'll kind of go more into the match next week. Um, I really want to talk more about this with Will. I mean, like I said, we've been waiting for this moment for forever, and I wouldn't feel right doing it without him. So, um, but yeah, so that, uh, that High Fivers, that is uh, Ring of Honor TV um, airing May 19th, and then the Border Wars from May 12th. <clears throat> You know, like I said, Will will be back next week. I uh, hope I kept everyone enjoyed. Um, yeah, I appreciate everybody for listening. Like I said, all the shout-outs and everything. So, But I'm going to put on the clip here. 
Um, but, you know, the end of Kevin Steen's win here uh, in the match and his quote-unquote speech and his reunion with Steve Carino and everything. So, uh, but, yeah, thank you so much, High Fivers, and we will talk to everybody next week. Desperation, no doubt in my mind, on the face of Davy Richards. Does he feel perhaps that this his title run is slipping away from him? Your time is done. A stunned silence almost in the crowd. Flipping him off. Ankle lock. Turn around, fair play, but you bet that Davey knows a way out of it, just like that. Will Steen tap. Will Steen tap to the ankle lock. Not like this, not in front of his home country. Nobody wants to see it here, end like this. Wait a second. Screaming there, but no, he's too weak. Looks like that knee buckled a little bit. Back into the ankle lock. Holding on for all he's worth. Trying to use that. Clinging on so strongly to that turnbuckle. Oh! oh no, that turnbuckle was just exposed, and Richards. Sleeper suplex. This is it. I don't believe it. He New got champion. it.
18 months ago, they said his career is over. And look, he's back, and he's the world champion. He certainly is. And Steve Carino going into the ring. Did you know it's silent the whole time? He never said a word to us. What does the future hold now for Ring of Honor with Kevin Steen as his champion? Fucking stick! 